Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back. Today our intro uh, is going to be brought to you by Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Immediately he got uncomfortable. <laughs> welcome to the uncomfortable truth. <laughs> Obi's going to open us up in prayer today. <laughs> pray, pray for saying all, all Brandon can do is really uncomfortably <laughs> laugh. <laughs> That's my uncomfortable laugh. My second thought was, what would I say if he said that to me? <laughs> it would have been like, like uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> That's where you wish you were watching us video <laughs> there was one time at christmas when we were going to pray and i hit brandon uh in the place you don't hit somebody when he said dear like dear jesus and uh that was i felt like that was one of those moments again <laughs> that was definitely one of those moments because uh, everybody else has already bowed their head so i have two choices pray to jesus in a higher pitched voice or just let a whooping commit. <laughs> yeah, I chose Jesus. As soon as I did it, I was like, Dad, gum it. I, this dude's going to kill me. <laughs> but it was awesome. It's a great story now. Yeah. I don't ever want to read it. No. That's too cool. Well, let me open us up in prayer, guys. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for another for another beautiful day. Lord, spring is on the way, and it is just beautiful outside, and we thank you for the weather. Lord, we thank you for this platform. We pray that you would uh, just give us the words to pour courage, encouragement into the people that are listening to this and the people that could potentially uh, hear us talk about you, Lord, and how we want to glorify you in everything that we do. Lord, I pray for Shane. I pray that uh, this topic, this podcast topic uh, goes well and that we're all able to get some encouragement and sharpen ourselves with it. We thank you for loving us, for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and we just pray you'll be with us and our families throughout the rest of the week, and we ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys a story about something that happened to my daughter this week. Let me just give you a little background on her. Her name's Miller. She's 12 years old, and she's super driven. She is uh, way more driven than I ever was at her age. She actually reminds me of my brother quite a bit how driven he was and, and athletics and pretty much every part of her life, she's just driven. So we, she's a catcher for her softball team, and uh, she had inquired actually how this all stemmed was she saw our high school catcher for our softball team, which, by the way, our local softball team, our high school team, they are studs. They are really awesome. And the catcher for them is a freshman, and she is just insanely good. So my daughter Miller saw her, and it got her wheels to turning. <laughs> okay, when I'm in high school, this girl's going to be a senior. So if I had aspirations of starting as a catcher when I'm a freshman, I'm probably not going to. But she, She's already, like, thinking about this. Yeah, it's, she's, she's definitely, way, definitely 
from me somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Listen, that could be misconstrued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not get too. It's just incredible to me that it's she's at, that, that this is actually all formulated in yes. her mind. Yeah, it, wow. my, cool. and my wife Courtney is very good at like picking up on these things and like nur- nurturing. I, I would have never probably even thought to nurture that, but because my mind doesn't work that way. So my daughter just got to thinking that, and it just pushed her to be better. Now, she's already pretty daggum good, um, and I'm not saying that just because she's my daughter. Mm, she's, she is. She's pretty good. She and um, so she had uh, asked this girl about how, how'd she get to where she's at, mm. and the girl said, well, she's been taking lessons since she was probably, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, something. So Miller talked to my wife and said, you know, can we – can I get some lessons on catching? She wants to be better. So we go to, I say we, my wife and my daughter, go to lessons last week. And this is the same guy that teaches our high school catcher. And I wasn't there, but my wife is very good at giving me every detail of the story. And this is one that I was very interested in. She said they walked in. The guy, was, he's very intense. And the first thing that he did was lay out all the expectations. For the first probably 30 minutes, he sat and talked to my wife and Miller about his expectations and how he teaches and how um, he would never be satisfied with what you're doing. If you're looking for a pat on the back mm. or a way, way to go, girl, you're not going to get it there. And so first, that set the tone. Uh, we're a very encouraging family, right. and uh, that was hard for my wife to hear. It was even harder her to watch what happened for the next hour so just to give you an example he had her in the catching position and she was uh taking a pitch and popping up and throwing the ball like she was throwing the second base on a throwdown. and what he was trying to do was to give it everything that she had and so uh, he had a radar gun in there measuring her speed so her first seven throwdowns were 53 miles an hour Every one of them, she's given it everything that she had. And he said, I want more. Give me 54. So on the next seven, she gives everything that she has, and she hits 51, 52, 49, 52. Cannot cannot hit that that 53 again. Can't even – can't hit 53, can't go to 54. And so they were just analyzing that. And, and the whole thing went that way. Everything in there was very, very difficult for her, which she is not used to having that be that difficult. And so when it was over, her and my wife got in the car and they're headed back to the house. And she asked Miller, how do you feel about what just happened there? My wife wanted, and my wife's not like this ever, but she wanted to save her because she saw how uncomfortable that she was. She just wanted to say, it's okay, baby. We don't have to do this. But she let her finish. On the way home, she said, how do you feel about that? And, and my daughter, being more mature than I am sometimes, she said, I need to process it. And so about 15 minutes later, my wife asked her, Will you, or how do you feel about it? And so she kind of opened up, and she said, um, "It's basically it scares me uh, some. Um, I don't know if I want to go back or not but I don't want to hurt his feelings because I don't want to make him think that he's not a good coach. She's worried about, you know, what other people think about her, which is normal. I don't want to hurt his feelings if I don't go back and make him think that he's not a good coach because I think he's a good coach. And so 
we sat on it for a few days. Actually, that night, so this is what I wanted to talk about. On the way home, my wife told her, look, you have an audience of one. It, it doesn't matter how he feels or what he thinks about you. Our job is to honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's, that's the, the one audience that you have. Now, she said, Mom and Dad, you know, you have to uh, obey and, and honor us as well, um, and we'll help you there, but you have an audience of one. So that leads me into the verse, Matthew six thirty three. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I don't really have a, a question per se, but let me see if I can formulate one real quick. In life's moments that make us uncomfortable, what are we doing to seek his kingdom first and his righteousness? Uh, I'll go because I, I can give you a perfect uh, actual example in, in our house. You know, I say as a follower of Christ and as a person who wants to be in his word and tries to be, that I'm doing enough for my kids. And the reality is, is when things happen, am I talking to them and exhibiting seeking God first? You know, with my words, not just... I mean, I know I'm praying. I know I have a process. But my kids don't know that unless they walk by and see me at quiet time at 5 in the morning and things like that. So I'm reading a, a book that I've referenced several times uh, by uh, Vody Balkum Jr. And he basically talks about worldview and biblical view. And if we aren't teaching our kids the biblical view of seeking God first, then we are failing them and they are going to mesh into the mold of what the worldview is because it's what they've seen directly or indirectly. So there's a saying in coaching I used to say all the time back in the day when I was coaching. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it. And it's that simple. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it. So <clears throat> my 11-year-old, we're discussing the idea of going back into public school, homeschooling still. There's a lot of big decisions to be made for all four of our kids. And he wants to go back to public school. And I want him to go back to public school because he wants to. Okay? And I'm not saying we will or we won't. We haven't made that decision yet. But I, I went in and I, I made myself. And it's odd to me how uncomfortable I get when I do this. Okay? And I know it's the devil. I know it is. I made myself having a conversation with my 11-year-old, age appropriate, of course, that was about the decision. We just watched a great movie called Woodlawn, which I highly recommend if you want to discuss some touchy topics, okay? And I try to do that worldly so we can bring it back to the Bible. I tried to make a, a better point of that. And I said, Max, this is where I'm really struggling with you going back to school because we are called to be an audience of one, as Shane said. We are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and that is the only person that you want to impress over and over and over again in the right way with humility. I said, and that's what I'm worried about sending you back to public school at 11 is I don't know if I prepared you well enough biblically to be ready to handle what's going to come at you. Because as a middle school principal for 12, 8, 9, 10 years, however long it was, I know what's coming. And it is speeding up faster than I can even process 
So, and he, not surprisingly, he said, okay, so that's why you're thinking this, this, and this. And I was like, yeah, that is. So I guess my point to that, Shane, is, is that it's a work in progress, and I feel like I fell at it all the time. And I, I have to make myself do it, and I don't do it enough. Yeah. I think that was a great first step in, like, it was uncomfortable, man. Yeah, like helping our kids understand where our audience is, who our audience is. And it's got to be – I may be wrong on this, okay, guys. I'm I'm completely laying it out there that I might be. But Max and I will watch on occasion a PG or PG-13 movie together, just me and him, that has some touchy topics in it with me sitting beside him. And my thinking is, and if I'm convicted, I'll come back on later and tell you I was wrong about that. My thinking is, is that I can't shield him from everything. It's impossible. But if I can talk through it with him and develop that trust of what the biblical view is, then we may have a better chance to be that light when he's on his own. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know that I'm hitting on really Shane's topic here, but I'm just sitting here thinking about, whole discussion with Max and <clears throat> that that you know talking about what our kids have to deal with in school mm-hmm. and uh this isn't a this isn't a public school problem this isn't a good point it, this is a school problem this is a uh, it's a sin problem it's a sin, it's <laughs> and a it's sin. A not god it's a, it's a not god being it's in a, the school problem it's, it's exactly right and and so i just I just wanted to make a point. It's not, I mean, my, my children go to public school. I went to public school my whole life. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about possibly, um, you know, putting our kids into a, a Christian school. Uh, it happens there too. No doubt. Um, you know, and, and I mean, just the hatefulness, the, uh, the absolute devilish, acts that go on among these kids i mean my little girl experienced it yesterday mm-hmm. yesterday and i hear about it weekly mm-hmm. uh, you know and and uh just just absolute hatefulness and and uh and how and how to deal with that and the only way that that uh that that i know uh, how to deal with it is is what you guys are talking about as far as being an audience of one and 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 having to whenever those moments arise know that your value isn't in anything that they say it's not in anything that they do it's not in their approval or affirmations of you it's 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 all in the fact that you are a child of God and, mm-hmm. and he, and you are uniquely and wonderfully made and, Amen. and, um, and you are exactly the way that he wants you to be and, and exactly who he wants you to be. And, and so, uh, you know, I find that in those moments, um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly just talking about to, to Addison, um, how, how she can be a light you know, how she can be a light. What what can she do to be a light? She's not going to be able to avoid those people that are trying to, um, for whatever reason, spread hate, you know. And, and, and I realize that some of these kids, uh, you know, they absolutely have dreaded lives. 
you know, and, and, and they're trying to, they're, they're just trying to push that, that what they're experiencing in their lives on other people. I mean, I get, I get it. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it, not always, you know, I, I would say probably the majority of the time it's not, it's yeah. not their fault, but you know, uh, I get that. I, I understand your, uh, your concern, Brandon, mm-hmm. about, you know, about sending Max back and just the, the issues um, that he's, he's going to be dealing with. I'll reverse engineer it because <clears throat> I agree with you 100%. You know, I just came out of education in the spring of 2020, so I'm not that far removed. Um, I guess a way to reverse engineer what it, the thought is this. I know that I can do more to show my children with my words and my actions to help them put on the armor of Christ to be ready for those situations um, and learn and grow through them. Because how awesome of a thing to think that our children could know that their true peace comes from the one and only Heavenly Father. Because that's really what we're talking about. And that they can be a part of the change. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For what it's worth, I feel like um, whenever they're, placed in these certain environments that that's going to allow them to adapt quicker. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like that we need to be confident that we have preached into our children's lives, you know, how to react in these situations. And then whenever they do come back to you, like yesterday with Addie, you know, coming back to you, OB and, you know how to coach them and, and, and explain to them, hey, look, this is, um, you you need to, you know, brush that off and you, you don't need to allow that to destroy your day or destroy your week or whatever and uh, just go back, you know, whether it was somebody bullying her or, or what it might be. But first of all, I just wanted to go back real quick and just say that um, you told me that whenever Courtney asked, Miller, you said a minute ago when Courtney asked Miller about, you know, how did you feel about that? She paused and said she wanted to process. That, to me, speaks volumes about how her maturity level. And how old is she again? Twelve. That's unbelievable. I mean, because... She surprises us uh, quite often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's that, only by the grace of the Lord uh, that we have been blessed. I'll tell a story about... Miller in a minute, but go ahead and finish. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's really, really impressive to me. And I think that's, I think that's awesome and just says a lot about her maturity level and, um, and how y'all have already raised her. That's, that's awesome to me. But, you know, these are some words, um, uh, that kind of come to mind in that situation, you know, ever morphing, ever evolving refinement, um, and just, uh, adapt, adapting and learning to adapt. And, um, I believe that God puts us in these real life situations, um, you know, our children and us. And uh, it, it, you know, I always go back to refine, you know, I always go because I, I think that we're, we're all, we're, we never arrive, right? I mean, never arrive. We, I mean, it's, it's a lifelong process. And, um, and we, you know, going back to Matthew 6, uh, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added. I mean that it's with our children, it's with us, and uh, and it's it's ever evolving, and uh, it's um, for me it's exciting. Hey, what's next? You know, it's uh, it's um, it's a daily it's a daily battle, 
but it's also whenever you see these things come full circle in your life, it's really cool. It's, it's, you know, we, we talked a lot. I don't know how many episodes that we've had yet, but, um, I feel like a, a theme in, in most of our episodes is seeking God daily, seeking yeah. God daily. Um, you know, I talked about a book in the last few episodes about winning the day, you know, winning the day and, and, and making each day sacred, seeking God daily. It, I mean, that's what it's all about guys. You know, <laughs> it, all, all of the problems that we're talking about and the, and the, the troubles that we know our kids are going to run into, um, one way or another. And thank the Lord that we all have villages, um, for our kids, you know, that, <clears throat> that are pouring into them. It's not just us, you know, it's mm-hmm. grandparents and, and you guys get to pour into my kids, which I, I love, um, you know, and I mean, it's just, it, we, I feel like that we're in a world now more than ever where there are, because the world's so crazy, because we have all of these definitions of what's right and what's just, we feel like we need to like put our kids in this bubble now more than ever, you know, and, 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 you know, like whenever situations like that happened yesterday and it wasn't, it wasn't a crazy situation. It was just a, it was, it was just some bullying type stuff that we know all of our kids at some point or another are going to have to deal with. I look at it one way. My wife wants to like immediately make the phone call and, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and call, you know, find out who, who's, who's this mama, who's this daddy, you know? And like, that's our first reaction. And then it's like, you know, baby, step back a minute and let's, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about this. And my, my initial reaction, honestly, is, She's gonna she she's gonna have to deal with this the rest of her life. We've we've got to teach her how to deal with this, and and allow her to know that this is never gonna stop. It's never gonna stop. There's always going to be these people in your life that try to make it difficult, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm of the 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 mindset of, you know, not throw her into the fire, but know that you're going to get thrown into the fire and prepare her for that, you know? Yeah. I love that thought, you know, everything that seeking God daily and I'd even break it down even minute by minute, you know, as we can and anything we're doing. Um, and that's really our mindset. So our, our perspective on things is just as important as the reality often. So if we're thinking about our kids, cause I love the point about, you know, basically putting them in a bubble, you know, the reality is, is that it's, I will never be able to shield our children from everything. And I'd probably be hurting them if I tried to. But if I can take that as a challenge to pour into them everything we have by the people we surround them with, by what we do, by how we uh, handle day in and day out, right? Uh, then you're walking in the way of showing them how this can be done and helping them how, how the to way. put on that armor there every day. Go. Like you talked about there earlier. You go. Yeah. There you go. And it, it all, I think it, a lot of it starts, well, it all starts with seeking God, right? Yep. We, we have to be seeking God so that we can be intentional. That was more intentional with our kids when they have struggles. And the, the other side of that argument is like, we're either going to allow them to be in the fire or we're going to put them in this, this bubble. There's, um, I think no, no matter where we are, no matter how we do it, they're, they're always going to be in the fire. But we know our kids, right? We know 
better than anybody else other than God. We should. Yeah, we should. How they're going to be able to handle certain situations. And you know your, Brandon, you know your kids. Uh, you and Lee know your kids better than anybody else on this earth. No doubt. And so we have to use discernment on how much, Lord, how much can my kid handle at this moment? Right. Great. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't make that decision for you. I can't make Obi's decision on how to handle his, you know, the issue with Addie. Um, but we can pray for them and, and support them in whatever decision that they feel like the Lord is making them. I think that's the beauty of what, if you really boil it down to the basic, seek God. Because if you're doing that, one, you will be okay if you experience a little uh, chastising, so to speak, for the decisions you made because you know that you're seeking God. And, and you're asking for prayer and you're asking for uh, peace and understanding and discernment. Those are all things that he's given us in the Bible to do. To, I mean, this is a living, breathing document. You, there's not, I, I challenge you to have a topic come up that makes you a little red on the back of the neck or fired up and see if you can't find the answer in the Bible. It is always there. Period. No questions asked. And it's that simple. We just get it in the way and make it hard. Yeah, true. So I was going to tell a story about Miller. Um, Miller came to us, uh, our family, when we found out we were pregnant three days before my father-in-law died. And so when you're talking about Miller and just her being, I, I attribute her personality and her attributes 100% to the Lord, my our parenting ability. Uh, we try to raise our kids based on biblical standards, but it ain't that good. So um, I think that's a great topic for another podcast. <laughs> I, don't know, I really do because I think we love to believe that we're that good of parents when our kids are excellent, and we love to chastise someone or judge someone when their kids struggle. And the reality is, is that they're wonderfully and uniquely made. Yeah, all of them. And that takes on all different shapes, sizes, and forms. If you don't believe me, have two or three knuckleheads and see if you've changed yeah. your beliefs. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and go ahead with she, the story. It, well, it, it was just the Lord allowed us to have Miller at a time, like he created life at a time where he allowed life to be taken away. Mm-hmm. And it was such a blessing. Uh, she was a miracle in our lives. Uh our other two also are miracles, and I don't want to uh, build her up so much. To she's not perfect; uh, she makes mistakes too. Um, and there's wonderful at- attributes about all my kids, not just Miller. Um, but just going back to seeking Him and and seeking His righteousness. If I think that I had anything to do with that, then like in the last episode. I'm the Pharisee who says I'm righteous in the tax collectors. Not, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. right. For sure. One so little, cool. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I was just going to say um, it's amazing to me <clears throat> whenever I'm, I'm looking at my children um, in, in school, in sports, in, uh, you know, like my both my daughter in college and then also my daughter uh, in high school – they both work two part-time jobs and go to school full-time, and that's not anything I said you have to do, you know, and and uh, and they make better grades than I ever did, and <laughs> it's it's crazy to me, and I'm like, 
I don't ever look in the mirror and say, oh, that's because of me. I, I, yeah. I look in the mirror and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and Sean has some stud athletes and stud students. So, that's yeah, true. it's uh, that's true. We're it's definitely great. blessed it's to crazy. have great it's kids. pretty awesome. So, I don't want to drag this out. I feel like it's wrapped up. Yep. Um, the Bible verse of the day was Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.